You are listening to Echoes with Thoughts, a podcast that will keep you informed and will keep you on the edge of your seat. Now sit back, open up a can of pop or some water, as Sosalyn, your host, goes behind the mic and talks about life in general. Remember to keep it saucy. Well, hello and welcome back to Echoes with Sauce with your truly one and only sauce you know i hope you guys are having an awesome day because i know i am because it is an awesome day when you're in a life of adventure well it is tuesday january 16th and i hope you guys are staying warm because i know i am it's been very frigid cold these past couple days and hopefully the cold snap is supposed to break tomorrow morning, but who knows? Uh, it is January, so anything can happen in January, and let alone uh, February. But you know what is gonna? You know what's hot right now is our diving in into Dee Dee Blanchard. Now, while many of you guys are aware. Dee Dee Blanchard, and yesterday I wanted to focus in on the the FDIA syndrome, which is known as the Mansion Syndrome, and it's or AKA known as the Smothering Disorder. Now, <clears throat> this episode is going to be hopefully talking about the climax and the finally the ability for Gypsy Rose to finally gain independence. And now you're going to see more conflict between Gypsy Rose and her mom. Because like a typical young teenager, there starts to be questions. And um, and it also starts to be, you know, uh, a rise and allows to be you know, isn't this a little bit weird, Mom, how I've been sick for this long and why am I in a wheelchair and how come I can't stand up all of a sudden and why do I have to keep shaving my head not once, not twice, but three times a day? So you have to ask yourself and just if I were a teenager, I would do the same thing, especially being in this kind of a predicament. But with the Manchester syndrome, what happened is the doctor, we talked about how the doctor had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to report the mother to the social services, to the authorities. But somehow he ended up communicating to the people in New Orleans. And instead of listening to his own conscience, he listened to the other doctors in New Orleans. And the doctors in New Orleans gave him bad guidance and told him to stand, uh, stand, or uh, told him pretty much to walk away. Don't report the family. Don't report DD. You got to treat the family with golden gloves. While Gypsy Rose is going through abuse, you can't report on the family. There's major issues with that, actually. Now, I've been... I've been like doing more research and I've been doing more studying on it. So Dee Dee is somehow um, 
seems to at least forge not once but a couple copies of uh, Gypsy Rose's birth certificate. Now, the reason why she keeps on forging the birth certificates is because when she provides the proof to the media, because I'm sure the media has to ask, okay, Gypsy has been in the news not once, but not twice, but countless times. She's got to get, she's got to grow old somehow. She's got to, something has to change. She's got to get older, but why is she at this why she's still the same age? Well, what happened is, is that Dee Dee Rose forged, I mean, her birth certificate, which is very illegal. So she changed uh, her birth date to 1995 instead of 1991 when she actually was born. And so now, not only that, but she took, and to bolster claims that she was still a teenager. Gypsy Rose said it in a later interview, and she also stated a couple times that for 14 years, she was not sure of her real age. DD sometimes also claimed that the original had been destroyed during the post-Katrina flooding. And DD did not keep another copy with Gypsy Rose's real birthday. Gypsy Rose recalls seeing it during one of their hospital visits and becoming confused. And DD told her it was a misprint. So let's hold on a second. So you're telling me there is two birth certificates with one that is like, I don't know, like, wouldn't you know if it was your mom's forged signature? Wouldn't you know if it was like something's up? And the fact that there was some, now the, the typical, I'm guessing she changed, it was very well noticeable with the forged birth certificates. I'm guessing the way that DD paper paper wise, she wasn't really smart. I'm guessing she used the she used whiteout, according to Gypsy Rose. She used whiteout and she edged it in uh, the the new birth date, and she kept getting a new birth certificate. So the question is, did she even have any proper documentation, or did she just come up with as on the whim? We would never know, and I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, Gypsy Rose now knows that she actually has her real birth certificate. Um, according to her dad, she her dad kept the, also another copies. And I, your parents should not be doing that. It should be you as a fully grown adult. It, it could be in charge of your own. Now, <clears throat> if your birth certificate is destroyed, okay. Back in the day, they had safes in each and every single of the houses. The safes were waterproof. The safes were very well, like, protected. Because you have to. And it was, I think, in the house, you had to protect your stuff. You had to protect your documentation. You had to protect it all. So the question I have is, if it was supposedly destroyed... In the in the document, it was supposedly was destroyed, or did it just? Did she actually purposely destroy it herself? 
Now, here, what, what do I mean by that? You're probably asking. It's a lot harder to destroy a birth certificate in the flood. If the flood were to go in, unlike the birth certificate is made up of a different kind of a paper. It is a paper that actually the only way it can be destroyed, the birth certificate or any of that kind of documentation, is by fire or if somebody actually shreds it. And if it gets a little bit of water on there, it might stain a little bit, but it doesn't dissolve it. If the birth certificate was in the house somehow, after the water receded, the paper still would have been there. The paper would have been investigated and it would have been somewhat legible, if I'm guessing, because it was black ink, it was an actual birth certificate, and it would have traced back to D.D. Blanchard and uh, Gypsy Rose. So somehow... The paper, according to DD's prospect, well, maybe if I can just say that the paper was destroyed, then I don't have to worry about it. Well, she can say that if she actually destroyed the paper, which I honestly believe after talking to inside sources with Gypsy Rose and other people, I wouldn't put a pass to it. And the way that she had treated people around and the way that she treated her ex-husband, I would not be surprised. If she actually also got rid of the divorce documents, if she got rid of other important documentation to make herself look bad. And so in 2001, there was a convention, a science fiction and fantasy convention. And sometimes in costume, in um, sometimes in costume, since she could blend into their diverse and inclusive communities in her wheelchair. So Gypsy Rose attended many of those science fictional fantasy conventions since 2001. Now, I love science fantasy conventions. I've actually never been there, and it seems to be interesting. And so what happened is, is that it's a very diverse, and I'm guessing if you attend those kind of conventions, you'll find anybody dressed up as anything. It, mostly, I'm guessing, aliens, and the other one is weird, and you're tinfoil hat people, and so I'm guessing she's been attending them. I give her props, actually. Um, I think it's a good way, but once again, she might have attended that since 2001, but you know who is right by her side? Her mom. And that 2011 event, she made what may have been an escape attempt that ended when her mother found her in a hotel room with a man she had met online. Now, what's, now let's go back a little bit. And this 2011 is when really things start uh, climaxing with uh, D.D. Blanchard and Gypsy Rose. This is when... The, the gloves come off, per se. I also have to say kudos to Gypsy for starting to go a, a, and be independent, get independent from your mom. So she met her boyfriend, her, her first boyfriend, um, on, on, I think it was like Kick App or Kickstart or Kick, Kick Chat or something like that. So they started having a friendly conversation. 
Now, she said, hey, you know what? I, like, I, I feel like I'm in a very unhealthy relationship. I need to, something needs to happen. So she got in a wig and, you know, her being, her being like all in a wig and stuff. And she's been dressed up. And so it would have been very hard to disguise, to actually know her. She somehow ended up leaving her wheelchair at the convention. And that's where it all gave it away. And Dee Dee was furious and she's like, I don't think so. This is not happening ever again. She then found them in a hotel room with a man. And the purpose of them was Gypsy Rose wanted to, there was conversations back and forth with transcripts and stuff. Their goal was try to get married. And one way that she could get married and their goal was try to like, this is where the weird conversations of Gypsy Rose starts coming up. Now, if you have a a grade school kind of a mentality, if you have a grade school kind of a, a perception, what is your goal? You don't know better. So she's like, well, one way I can try to escape from my mom is by having the guy get her pregnant. Now that's where she that's when the first attempt of getting pregnant starts for Gypsy Rose. She never she ended up digging, she ended up getting pregnant. But the baby was miscarried. So what also happened was, was that during that time, she's like, okay, you know, if we can sneak out to the hotel room, and this was all planned out when she went to the 2011 event. This was all planned out. This was diverse. She said that she was going to go to the bathroom. After she was going to the bathroom, she was going to escape. She was going to make her big run. So what happened was she ended up, she made, um, they went to the hotel together and I was in Motel 6 in 2011. And so what happened was, was that Dee Dee produced the paperwork giving her false and later birthday and threatened to inform the police. So Dee Dee's like, okay, you know what? You do that again. I'm going to call the police on you. So that's just a messed up person. And so then being a controlled person, um, Gypsy Rose um, remembers all of her technology being smashed. And I'm sure we have, if you've ever had your technology smashed, you have a good recollection of it. So once again, Dee Dee's like, okay, you know what? My daughter is starting to gain, she's starting to gain independence. And that's a major problem. That's a major, major thing. And so here is where to not only was she going to slam, like not only did she smash her computer and stuff, but Gypsy Rose said that she was going to smash her fingers. Can I just tell you how, I'm going to swear again, pardon my language. Can I tell you how fucked up that is again? So not only are you watching your, like, if you ever watch videos, you know, if you ever watch, I've watched, you know, on YouTube, on TikTok, and on YouTube, and on, I think on Blobtop, or I don't know. You see fam, you see kids overreacting when things are smashed. You see them saying, well, dad, dad, don't smash. That is my computer. I've worked for that end. But they're minors. They're minors. Well, last time I checked, okay, from 2011 
Okay. To 1991, Gypsy Rose had every single right of having technology because, after all, she was 20 years old. Because, remember, she was born in 1991. And so the way and the fact that DD changed her birth certificate to subtract minus four years, because we remember, that puts her hypothetically 16 years old. So the fact that she was going to say, well, I'm going to report you to the, I'm going to form the authorities on the boyfriend, so-called, for going after a minor, but the, but there was nothing wrong with it. Because Gypsy Rose, on actual birth certificate, was 20 years old. And Gypsy started finding that out. Now, you want to smash fingers. Now, that's a life-altering um a thing like why on earth would you want to smash fingers well gypsy rose said that she wanted to dd wanted to smash her fingers so that she couldn't escape again and she couldn't use her phone again she couldn't type again and that she would therefore have to be dependent upon her mom once again so she was given a warning saying well your technology is enough right now and so there was also rumors and gypsy rose wasn't threatened to get branded a pentagram branded by her mom as well. But later that did not happen and that her boyfriend actually branded her. The, the later boyfriend branded her um, branded her later on. But so then this gets very the climax gets the building up of the climax gets really, really chaotic. Okay. Within within after a few weeks, about a week later, okay. Gypsy Rose leash, um, was kept leashed and handcuffed to her bed for two weeks as a punishment. And this is where, and not only with that, but um, her mom's, um, if you ever watch the commercials, if you ever watch TLC and you see Smothered, you see that the moms sleep with their daughters or their sons, which is a little bit very, very, very weird. It's actually creepy or even in the same room. But Gypsy Dee Dee did this next level. Not only did she sleep with her daughter, okay, but she attached strings to her legs, to her arms, to her whole back. So she was pretty much tied to Dee Dee when they slept. So if she were to move, if Gypsy Rose were to move, and she had recollection of it, she, her mom would wake up right away. Now, that's just called pathological psychotic behavior. So you're going to wake up because your daughter moved or your son moved. It just it's, it, it blows my mind. And so you can probably tell I'm flustered by it. Well, she had to endure that for two weeks. Now, that's, not, that's just even worse than she's had before. Because as we start catching on, she's still on a feeding tube. She's still on so-called oxygen. She's still getting her head shaved, not once but three times a day. And she's dying, per, you can say. So then what happened is, is that we had um, Dee Dee later told that she had filed paperwork with the police claiming that she was mentally incompetent. Now, here we go with the paperwork again. And here we go with the mentally incompetency and this is going to come back and bite this is going to come back and we're going to stick with that 
So the way that she could get a buffer zone, and this actually does happen, is if your son or daughter is incapable, or if your mom and dad are technically incapacitant, what I mean by that is if they suffered a massive stroke, or if they have some sort of ailment that prohibits most of them um, in parents, it's like once they get Alzheimer's, dementia, or Parkinson's, and they get like well into the stages and potentially late, tremors, late uh, stages, well, I would say late stages of cancer. But if you're in battling any of those three, like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, or dementia, if you're a parent, or if you're, a, if you have kids and your kids are like, I wouldn't say, um, mentally handicapped number one or if they're like if they had a brain injury and they can't think for themselves you therefore have to go to this you have to go to your county and file incompetency and say that you are their power of attorney and therefore you can make any adjustments you want so what does dd do well dd goes up next level and she goes to the springfield police department says no my daughter can't do things by herself because she's mentally incompetent. She's so-called special. How does that feel? Having your own mom and tell you that you're you're too special to do anything. So what happened is, is that not only did she um, go and uh, like attempted, um, so mentally inca- incompetent, so therefore, leading her to believe that if she attempted to get police for help, they would not believe her. That's why. Because therefore, that gives her the buffer zone. That protects DD, hypothetically, to say, you know what, don't believe anything my daughter says. Because remember, according to documentation and according to the county, she is certified, certified mentally incapable of doing anything. Don't believe her. Now, that's called just taking everything away. That's called taking your dignity away and taking your voice away. And that's what DD did always before. And so what happened is about a couple weeks later after being constrained and after being held hostage and literally handcuffed and tied to her front and back, she ended up, now this is where the first attempts start, first attempts to take DD's life starts. And Gypsy unsuccessfully attempted to escape the house again by shooting her mom 10 times with a BB gun, which she initially believed was a real gun. Well, of course, when you have a, when you're not familiar with anything and you have a, a mental, uh, it comes to a point where you have to, your goal is trying to fight for your life. And that's what Gypsy Rose is doing at this time. Gypsy Rose also stated that she didn't know that there was a BB gun. She didn't know how to load the BB gun. And she was afraid of what would happen, the repercussions. And this torture keeps going. The climax keeps on building to around 2012 when Gypsy, who continued, she somehow got back on the internet. She built the... uh, She built a trust. I don't know how she built a trust with her mom, but uh, who knows? But in 2012, she would continue to use the internet after her mother had gone to bed. So um, what happened was Gypsy Rose stated that after she got off the her mom's back, clearly, or her mom got off her back and they moved to separate bedrooms, <clears throat> after she would go to bed, she would sneak out. And she had either a dumb phone or she had some sort of a 
iPad or UPad, that's like, or even the smart gadget, where it was not noticeable. So she would hide it, or she would like go use it after her mom went to bed. I kind of, it's kind of fun when you're like a little kid, you're trying to sneak technology into the bed, and I've done it before, but not up to this extreme one. She's 21 now, because 2012, she's 21, and you shouldn't be doing that at 21. You should be living on your own or either in college or some, you should be living your life as a grown adult, and she was not. So then Nicholas Gajan comes and play, and he is one weird, messed up person not only did um he now so he prior to nicholas meeting nicholas kajan he was very inappropriate he actually got decent exposure charges he was on the special a list and but he was a christian so you have to be very careful on you know it's funny because uh I've been on Christian dating sites and I questioned some of the people I come across, but he came from big Bend, Wisconsin. So he kudos to him for going all the way to Springfield, uh, to do the dirty work and stuff, but <clears throat> it was interesting. And, um, and she could, they, they kept getting this order. They kept on, uh, building this relationship and the gypsy rose, she did state that she had a problem of latching on being dependent upon somebody else saying, well, no, I'm not going to be dependent upon my mom. I'd rather be dependent upon somebody else. I'd rather have my so-called boyfriend. And she, so she was, she rushed everything into a relationship. She didn't look at the past. She didn't look at the history. She didn't look at the red flags that the guy had. She didn't look at any of that. And instead she went for him. And um, it was bad. Um, no one, she truly should have not been with Nicholas Goodwin, but she didn't know. Because remember, 21 years old, you don't have, a, you don't really think at 21 years old. You know, when you meet a guy, I met a girl, well, I've really not met a guy. I'm, I'm not, I never met a guy. So, well, in that kind of sense, but a girl like, when I do talk to girls, I'm not thinking at 21, like, oh, yeah, like, great, let's, fantastic, you know, um, let's get married right away. But Gypsy Rose was so adamant about that. And as we kind of wrap things up and talk about the climax of DD leading up to the murder, it's interesting because Nicholas Gojan believed in BDSM, and that is dominatrix, and what BDSM is, Okay. It is bondage, discipline, domin or uh, submission, and um, uh, sadism. That is disgusting, actually. Um, it's where we'll go that we'll take a deeper dive. What is BDSM? I feel like I absolutely love this episode that we're doing because it's bringing us to like, I'm educating you guys. So we're going to be talking about a little bit more about Nicholas Gajum or Gojum or Gajan and his history as we talk about the buildup of the climax.
And so with this in mind, guys, I hope you tune back tomorrow as we have in a very exciting episode talking about um, Gypsy Rose's first true boyfriend that ended up being a psychotic boyfriend. And with this in mind, I hope you have a blessed day. And remember, stay warm. Don't work too hard. And remember to keep us saucy. Bye.